talk about city life, am I right? Illystria is being overrun by all manner of attackers, and Octavia is trying to outrun them all. Will she make it to the Griffin Hatchery? Will there be any mounts left for them to take? Or has this whole thing been one big grift? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello everyone and welcome to me, my spouse and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident dungeon master. Me, my spouse and a die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. I've said that intro Dozens of times at this point. And Five dozen. Every time. I'm still like, maybe I'll say it wrong. <laughs> you might. You never like, know. Maybe my mind will go just go blank. <laughs> I, haven't Feeble mind. I haven't messed it up yet, but you never know. <laughs> or maybe you have, and I'm just very good at piecing it together. Oh, maybe. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you generally do a good job. Oh, why, thank you. I'm glad I generally, you generally do a good job. Generally. I can't, so encouraging. I can't give you too many compliments, or you'll get a big head. Oh, my gosh. And we have a small recording space, so we can't have your ego taking up too much room in here. Oh, my gosh. Well, happy episode 60, my episode love. Episode 60. Man. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot of episodes. We're getting there. Yeah. Third. Closer to. Oh, gosh. I can't math. 40 (laughs) till 100. I mean, we're closer to 100 than not. That's true. One more, another year, and we'll be there. Mm Mm-hmm. Less than. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But just speaking in generalities. Generalities, yeah. Just like you're generally okay at the intro. (laughs) Oh. I know the first couple episodes you did the intro though. I only did it the first one. Was it just the very first? Just the very I first. It was one. the first three. No, nope, just the first one. Because I was so. Because we were gonna alternate at first, but then we decided I would do the. I was just gonna always do the voiceover at the mm-hmm. beginning. And then yeah, because that made it easier to. And then you would do the intro. intro. Have some uh, consistency there, consistency and not have to be like, key. oh wait, what are we gonna do this episode? Oh wait, I forgot. Uh, blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah. You do, mm-hmm. you do all right. Yeah, you do okay. Yeah, I think. On a scale of one to ten, you're about a solid six and a half. Hey, that's above <laughs> average. All I can ask for. All you can ask for. <laughs> On a scale of one to twenty, you're a natural twelve. Twelve. <laughs> twelve. Twelve. I'm on twelve with that. Twelve. <laughs> mm, I love some waffles right now. What's your favorite breakfast food? I saw a commercial for Eggo Waffles the other oh, day, and I was yeah. like, hot dang. I want some waffles. Well, it was also a really, really cute commercial, because wasn't it like a daughter and a dad, and and they were like, so. it was like a space-themed thing. It was very cute. And it was like, ready for liftoff, and when it was liftoff, it was the Eggos like popping, popping out, out of the toaster, and then the kid was like... I think I can take this by myself. And the dad was like, how convenient. Because yeah. the kid got all the waffles. <laughs> I just could go. I haven't had waffles. I haven't had like toaster waffles in a long time. No, we haven't. We even have a waffle maker. 
Waffle, which we have not. Res- our waffle, yeah. we have never found a great waffle recipe. Listeners, no. if you have a solid yes. waffle recipe for like a Belgian waffle maker, let us know because mm-hmm. that's always the hardest thing. Because either the batter doesn't work right, or the waffles aren't fluffy enough, or it doesn't cover. I don't know. It's never been. We're de- we got a decent pancake recipe mm-hmm. going. Austin has his pancake game is on point he has that down i'm a i'm i'm a decent pancaker but for some reason waffles they just we can't we've tried a bunch we've like we tried we've, a couple didn't we try the elton Brown? we tried alton brown's waffle recipe i think i, I know we did and maybe and we just screwed decent. it up but we're both relatively competent in the kitchen yeah. so that seems weird and it and it's been years. Like, we've had this waffle maker for a long time, and we've yeah, tried we've a made bunch a of different recipes. So it's not like just, you know, we had one bad batch, and then we threw our hands up or something. Like, we have tried many different recipes over the years. There was that. So <laughs> one time we had a weekend in, what, Cleveland, and mm-hmm. we stayed at this. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't an Airbnb. It was a it classic was a B&B, and, and this cute couple had a really great waffles this guy made really dope yeah. waffles and he had a polydactyl cat oh right i forgot about the cute polydactyl cat there was a cat that just hung around yeah. what was his name like 11 or something i think it was because of all of his had extra toes but they had such good waffles and i keep really being like we should just shoot him an email and be like is this a trade Can secret like will you recipe? share your waffle recipe with us because waffles are so fun waffles are good. i think they're delicious Honestly, the best waffles I usually have, which is stupid, are at hotels. Oh, oh my god! When you go to their breakfast bar and they've got the little like sneeze at a hotel waffle. Like for some reason, there's just something about the hotel experience (laughs) that you pour your little cup of batter in your plastic Dixie cup from the weird little dispenser machine, (laughs) and you pop it in the waffle iron. And you fish it out with the weird plastic like fork thing. It usually only has two prongs though. Like two prongs. And for some reason, those waffles are like the Amazing best every waffles. Time. I think they I just mean, have it down to a science at this point. They must. We don't live in the South, so there aren't any like waffle houses. So I've no. never been to a waffle house because I hear they're fantastic. I mean, have you been to a waffle house? No, I've never been to You've a waffle house. You've never been to a waffle house? Never been to a waffle house. Oh my gosh, I've done something culturally relevant that you haven't mm-hmm, done. Mm-hmm. I have been to waffle been houses when I lived in Florida. To a waffle house. Oh, yeah. you lived in Florida. Yeah, what else was there? Sense. Nothing. A swamp. Nothing. Swamp and waffle <laughs> I lived, houses. I lived in classic Central Florida swamp lands. Swamps and waffle houses. Had a gator houses. out the back. Had coral snakes under the back porch. Mm-mm. Kept black widows in the freezer to show our friends from the north. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. And dangerous. I mean, it was dead. Obviously, it was in the freezer. That's even grosser. It was more just to show our friends, like, oh, look how dangerous Florida is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's the Australia terrifying. of America. <laughs> but yeah, I've never been to a Waffle House. Well, we should go. I mean, there aren't they in Ohio? I feel like we've driven past them. I mean, there are. I'm sure there are some up around here. I've driven past Waffle yeah. House. It's not like I've never seen a Waffle House. I just have never been in the. I've never been in the position driving by a Waffle House to go like, man. You could use some waffles. I could right go now. for some. Waffles right now. No, I feel you. If I'm a road trip, waffles are not the prime on my. Usually, I try to eat like breakfast before I go on because I only ever pass them on road trips. Yeah, and I usually eat my breakfast before a road trip, not during a road trip. And I know you can eat waffles at any time of day, but I've just never been in the position to go to Waffle House. So. 
someday I will go to Waffle House, and I'm sure I will. My my brain will be just exploded at how delicious they are. Now I haven't been in so long that I honestly don't know if they're any good or not. I think they are. I think they legit are like really good. Really good. Because I haven't been since I was like. A I kid. mean, look, if you have a company called Waffle House and it has survived however many years it survived, you have you have to be doing something right. Yeah, being and it's open not like 24/7. the ambiance. It's not like the ambiance is keeping it up. No, real. It's because they have good waffles. I think it's because they have cheap waffles and they're open twenty four seven. And the waffles are probably good. Like, I'm look, sure they're, you I can mean, offer I doubt anything. That they're bad. You can offer anything for cheap, and even if it's terrible. People still won't buy it. They'll buy it the first time. They might buy it the second time, but they won't buy it the third time. Mm. I'm sure they're so decent. I'm sure their waffles I doubt are good. that they're like gourmet. Of course they're not gourmet, but who wants a gourmet waffle when you're going to Waffle House? That's true. But I mean, like, there's something about I just that greasy spoon yeah. waffle that's just a. I mean, hotel waffles are the best waffles we've ever had. They're <laughs> not gourmet true. waffles. No, that's true. It comes out of a gross machine that who knows when the last time somebody cleaned that thing is. I don't know. That's very true. Yeah, well, they're delicious. <laughs> I'm, again, I will never sneeze at a hotel breakfast. I, yeah, I love me hotel waffles. Hotel waffles are the best part about There sneezing. was that one time also we had a hotel, whether you're in a hotel and it had a pancake machine. You push a button and pancakes. A, it's a pancake conveyor belt. It was a little conveyor belt. It was a box and it had a little conveyor belt and you pushed a button and I guess it like squirted batter onto a hot conveyor belt and it just like rolled out and spit a pancake out the side I know. Of it. it was cool. What hotel was that? I don't remember. <laughs> I remember once when I was a kid, I'm the youngest, and so all of my family were upstairs in their rooms hanging out and having a good time, and I was sent, this breakfast bar was open 24-7, and I was sent down on pancake duty, and I had to stand there as this little kid just making pancakes for the rest of my family. Oh, <laughs> and I brought upstairs this, like, giant pile of pancakes. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, tossed them to all of my sisters, like, frisbees. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh man, they were never they were never that good though. The comparison man. of the hotel conveyor belt pancake and the hotel rotating waffle, the waffle will win every single time. Of course, yeah, hotel waffles, something about them. Now you sometimes go for the like strawberry flavored ones occasionally. I mean, I usually blueberry if they have it because blueberry waffles are great. That's true. I'm a classic. Always I mean, I like regular waffle waffles, but usually, I think most of the time it's like you're slight, you're slightly curious about like, oh, blueberry waffles. I wonder if I'd like them, but I want a regular <laughs> so, waffle. So make Honey, you, you get the blueberry waffle, and I'll have part of it. That's fine, That's I'll like eat that, it. Right? It's, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> That's what it is. I mean, that is the beauty of having a significant other is that you can try twice as many different types of things. That's true. <laughs> get something that you know it's you're true. gonna like. Have your significant other get something that you think you would like, but you're not sure, and then you get to try everything. Anyway, we've talked a lot about waffles. <laughs> I know. Now I'm like, we have dinner plans, but... Well, we might be making waffles. We might pick out the waffle maker. But anyway, <laughs> you can have waffles as a reward for surviving this episode. Oh. If you die, you don't get any waffles. If Gwyneth as if, a person dies, if Gwyneth dies, well, then you definitely episode, don't get any waffles. Get any but if Octavia waffles. dies, no waffles for you. Oh, if Octavia dies, she's going to be having more than just waffles. I was thinking, I was actually thinking about that earlier today because I knew we were going to record and thinking about like character deaths and stuff. And if if it happens, um, it happens, and I'm going to be 
super, super sad. Um, but I also know that that's sometimes how the game goes. Well, you're you're also playing like one of the tankiest classes, second yeah. to like a bear totem barbarian, right? And and that's one of the reasons I picked the class that I did. Now, if you multiclassed into bear totem barbarian, you'd be nigh unkillable. Well, she's been level seven for a while, so we might be on the level way to level up. I decide that. Look at me. I'm the DM still. <laughs> so maybe, I mean, yeah, if you, if you, gosh, if you multiclassed into I didn't even bear totem that. barbarian, that would be sick. That's a really good you idea. You can still rage as a, as a animal. Cause, I mean, you can use your race and class features as long as you're able to. You can be a raging bear if you wanted to. Yeah, the barbarian. I did not even think about that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. My raging Allosaurus. But would Octavia be a barbarian? See, that's, that's the, the thing. question. If, if Octavia multiclassed, I don't think she'd be a barbarian. And but maybe that, you're just really mad. And there's that fine line between like you're sick and fed up and done know, with this war. Yeah, I mean she is. She's mad. Like, ugh, I mean, she is mad all the time. All <laughs> She's the kind time. of like the Hulk. Um, I don't know. Well, things to think about, I guess. Things to think about. But anyway, we've been we've been bullcrapping for a while, so let's get going. When we last left off, you were fighting your way through the city trying to get to a griffin hatchery to procure some transportation to escape this city because the air is probably safer. Full of spices. What? (laughs) Sorry, that's a classic Alan Rickman line. The air is full of spices? Yeah, from a Jane Austen film adaptation. Okay, all right. (laughs) All you classicists out there. You had been trying to get a griffin hat, trying to get to the griffin hatchery, hoping that there would be some griffins left for you to fly away to escape the city with your good buddy, Carhoon, mm-hmm. and your new friend, Grant Zalafinson, to fly across the bay to get to Malik. And the bay is quite large, right? The bay is pretty large. Yeah. Is it kind of like, is it as big as like the Gulf of Mexico? Mm, maybe maybe small. slightly smaller. Okay. But yeah, you're trying to you're trying to get across that. Yeah, not like a not insignificant body. Not of an water. insignificant body of water. But you have to make your way through the city, and there are monsters roaming the streets, attacking left, right, and center. So you're left, right, and a little bit off kilter. A little bit off kilter. So the last we had left off, you had just seen a figure in a black cloak in one of these streets. Walking through the scene of carnage from a battle that looks like it ended a few moments ago with the the bodies of elven defenders and orcish and goblin and koboldic aggressors lying scattered throughout the streets and this hooded figure bent down to one of them and reanimated the body. A necromancer, if you will, and trotting out of an alleyway behind it came a horde of shambling zombies. It came a horde of shambling mounds. That would be bad. That would be so bad. Four zombies okay. trot out behind it. You see this as you sort of poke your dinosaur head out into oh, the what? alleyway. As this fifth body rises, the necromancer looks up and locks eyes. Roll for initiative. Okay. Gonna be rolling a new die this episode. Octavia rolls a 
16. And Carhoon, 11. All right. So you pop around this corner. You see this necromancer raising a body. And the necromancers swarm of shambling zombies all trot around the corner. Shamble around the corner. Mm -hmm. And you see some of them look like they've been around for a bit, but some of them look like you see uh, what looks like an elven defender and then like an orc who potentially fell in a recent battle making their way past. (laughs) Necromancer's baby is round one. Okay. Necromancer goes first. Yeah, of course. The body rises. Necromancer turns and sees you. A dinosaur. Dinosaur. And a giant ape. Yes. It looks at you. I am smaller than the giant ape. Waves a hand. Oh, no. And surrounding you, seemingly popping out of nowhere, a cloud of yellow-green fog just, like, sprouts into existence and... (laughs) Covers you. Okay. Both me and Carhoon? Jeez Louise. Yeah, that's about the size of it. Okay. Uh, both of you, I need you to make a... That's a really big area of effects. Yeah, that's what the necromancer does. It is your turn. I need you to make a constitution Octavia? saving throw. Okay. Yes. And then our Carhoon's turn, he will need to make one. Fifteen. Fifteen. Just, just, just met it. So you take 13 points of poison damage. And you can choose, if you do not move out of the cloud, you can choose to hold your breath. And you will be unaffected, but you can only hold your breath for a certain amount of time. Okay. Like, I have to choose now or I choose on my turn? It is your turn. Oh, it is my turn. Oh, um, I mean, we're going to keep dashing towards the rookery. Okay. So what do you do? I dash towards the rookery. Okay. Remind me your dash speed. 120. 120. That's insane. <laughs> uh, roll a survival check to see if there is an alleyway you can bounce down to get out of line of sight. Okay. Hey, does Grenzel also have one where he can point one out for me? You look at me like I'm obligated to do something for you. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not obligated to do anything. I know. Uh, I had Just you thinking roll. another pair of eyes. No. Because he's kind of directing me anyway. If I give you enough sets of rolls, you'll succeed on anything. That's true. So you don't see one yet, uh, but he's sort of like, go oh, down the next one on the right, you can see. Uh, so you think next turn, you see one up ahead, we'll say that. Okay. So you can't get to it this turn, but next turn you should be able to. So I will dash. Yeah, you, you did. Okay. But you just can't duck Get out of this main quite. road yet. Yeah. So you're okay. about a hundred feet away. Carhoon. And he he also needs to make a con save. Make a constitution Alrighty. save. Eight. <laughs> so Carhoon's gonna take the full amount. Oh, this is not good. Carhoon takes twenty-one points of poison. Oh. You have to make a concentration check too. Yes. Oh, I should do. Let me do that first. Do that first, and then we'll resolve the damage because it might be. It could change for Carhoon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you took thirteen. So. What is it again? It's ten or the damage taken. So or half the damage taken. The DC she is. Just, hold it's on. It's ten or. 
half of the damage taken. Is it half the damage taken? Mm-hmm. That's what I have written down. Okay. She just makes it. Just 10. makes it? All right. <laughs> oh. Mm. She makes it with a ton. Woo! Okay. So she maintains the the poly the polymorph spell. You lucky! All right, so now Carhoon takes twenty one points, and he takes twenty one. So he's still a giant ape. He's taking a he's taking a heap and helping a hit point. He's still a giant ape. Still a giant ape. We'll see for how much longer. Okay, so he does that. He's free to move, and he is also going to dash after Allosaurus Octavia. Okay, how far does he get? Uh, so he actually has a movement of 80, a uh, combination of his land speed and his climb speed. So he's going to be uh, 40 on the ground, 40 on the walls. Uh, no, 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 uh, blah, blah, sorry. He's going to be You're dashing. 80 on the ground, 80 on the walls. Okay. So you get, he gets... He actually can get further than I can Yeah, get. so he can duck around that alley. We'll say that much. But you have one more tone. Before that happens, so Carhoon rushes past you. You see him just like scampering along the sides of the walls, just like doo, 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 doo. hops into this alleyway. Uh, and it is the necromancer's turn. The zombies okay. shamble forward, but they move very slowly. Yeah. Uh, so you see this horde of zombies kind of surrounds and gets in front of this necromancer as it is going to. He looks very excited, which is a very bad thing for me. <laughs> Out of your peripheral vision, it sees you. Dinosaur just rushing past it. Doesn't take incredibly kindly to that. I'm gonna just let you be. You just let me be. It disappears in a purple flash. Oh. Butts. And Carhoon sees it appear. No! In the alleyway no! in front of him. How can he... Dimension door. Can he dimension door to some place he can't see? Yeah. Butts. You just basically give it a direction, and he can see the alleyway. Pop. Okay. I trust you. But that's its turn. Okay. Which could be bad, because Carhoon's a giant ape. But he's just trying to survive and round. Your turn. Octavia is going to, Octavia saw the the necromancer disappear and she didn't actually see them where it reappeared because she's not actually at the mouth of the alleyway yet so she's going to be uh, so she's gonna dash around the corner yep you turn the corner and, and you then see, see this. this black robed figure standing in the center hand raised ready to attack you could run past it but you will incur an opportunity attack how long is this alleyway? It's shorter than the main road, maybe like 60 feet down, and then it branches again. So we would be out of sight? Yeah. So you can you can rush past, but the uh, alleyway's not wide enough for you to get by unscathed. Or you could stay there and try to kill it. Or at least do enough damage that it runs away. But you get the sense that this thing knows what you are. Yeah. Or at least, like, knows. VIP. Take it down. Yeah, Octavia's going to rush past it. Okay. It takes an opportunity attack. Okay. Critical fail. Woo! You're very lucky. Is this guy named? No. Okay. <laughs> but you're very lucky. Okay. So you get by. It takes a swipe at you with uh, just like spindly withered hand. Oh, yeah. Can we see? Can we tell if this is an orc or what type of creature this is? Uh, it looks generally human. Roll a perception check. Okay. 
20, not nat. You see it has a pendant on. <gasps> and on the end of that pendant is a jagged tooth that is covered in gold. Roll a history check. No. Gwyneth as a player is like, Gwyneth no. as a player knows exactly what's going on. Octavia does not. <laughs> Court fail for my history. Okay, you see this and you're not, you don't put two and two together, but you're like, hmm, that's weird. And it is a human. Shoot. Okay. That's your turn. So okay. you get so that, you rush past, turn a corner. Correct. Boom. Done. Get, getting out of, out of the way. Uh, Carhoon. He's going to do the same. Right in front. Okay. Used its reaction. Can't take another opportunity attack. Okay. I wish I would have hit you with that attack. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't. But it doesn't feel like wasting another dimension door. Okay. For people who are just going to keep running away. So you turn the corner. Weave down. Grantsel keeps directing you. Turn here. Turn here. Okay. And you make your way and you don't see this necromancer appearing. Which is too bad because it had some... Fun stuff to do, but yeah. at least I hit you with a cloud kill early on, Ooh, baby. Yeah, Aptly named. Neither of us are looking good. But you're also both in non-yourself and form, so that's good. Correct, but we are not looking good in our non-self forms. So that was the first intersection through the middle city. Okay. So let's. You, after you are relatively confident that this necromancer is not pursuing you further, Mm -hmm. you make your way, keep winding Mm -hmm. down, and you come to another fork in the road, were it. Roll me a d20. Okay. Well, actually, this would be a good time to introduce my additional mechanics. Oh, right. So, if you do not wish to immediately move on, you can rest. You can take a short rest. You can find a secluded spot to hunker down and rest for a half hour or so. And But you will have to roll for the risk level of the part of the city you are in. And it will be slightly higher risk since you are just staying in one spot. So you can take a gamble. If you, you can rest, if you roll well, you'll be fine. If you don't, you won't get the rest. You'll have an encounter and you won't make any progress. So risk reward. Alternatively, if you have some sort of ability or spell or something that you think would aid you in moving through the city, be it you could try uh, a stealth check or something like that, you can take a... You can try to improve your situation and roll this ability check. The DC is equal to the risk level plus five. And if you succeed, your next roll has advantage on the risk table. But if you fail the check, your next roll has Disadvantage. Okay. So it's a gamble. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So you could just keep going. You could try to rest, or you could try to move through the city more stealthily or more swiftly. Okay. Or something like that. Or if you have a spell, I will try to interpret it into a spell check. Go for it. You're also concentrating on polymorph still. I know, And if you rest, it will be gone. It will be gone. I think for now, we're just going to keep dashing. Keep moving. All right. You've made it through one intersection. You've got a couple more to go. Roll me a d20. come on. Can I use my luck points on this? Sure. What'd you roll? A five. One. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Why? 
<laughs> All right, so they're gonna keep on going. All right, so that is a that's a thing. Roll another d ten. Nine. I can't roll above a seven, guys. I can't roll above a seven. Oh, uh, this one's good. Oh no. I like this one a lot. So you oh, keep running. You put this necromancer in the background, poke your head out into another road, look left and right, and you hear sort of a... <laughs> and then like a splorch. <laughs> like oh a my gosh! Roll a perception oh, check. Oh no. I can roll a natural 20 on a perception check, but not when it matters! <laughs> so 26! Super perceptive little beady dinosaur eyes. Jeez Louise, man. Yanksy bikesy. You hear this splorch. And you see that somehow, some way, flying, like coming down in an arc, landing in front of you, is a gelatinous cube. No freaking way. No way. No. What? What? So a gelatinous cube just comes crashing down in front of you. (laughs) I like the idea of they have used these catapults and they're just like flinging jello into the city, but that's such a good idea. He's just like grinning and nodding at me. Yeah, it is a great idea. (sighs) Gosh. You hear another... Make a dexterity saving no. throw. Uh, both Octavia and Carhoon? Just Octavia <laughs> okay. right now. A natural two. All right. Uh, you hear this. You look up, and it's hard to see anything, but then at the very last moment, you're like, oh, yeah, there's one, and it just splorches right on top of you. Oh, my gosh. Roll initiative. Oh my gosh. This dice is betraying me! <laughs> this is another one of my favorite ones. You're just something else. The idea of catapulting gelatinous cubes just, it's really funny it's to me. It's a really great idea of just imagining like a bunch of kids in like a children's hospital just like with spoons and their jello, just like having little jello wars. Basically. Octavia has a 17, and Carhoon, also a 17. He'll go first. His dex is higher. Okay, it's Carhoon's turn first. Uh, this gelatinous cube lands on top of you and Granzel. Oh, you. right. And uh, you can assume that more of these might not be far behind. Is any part of me poking out? No. Well, how big is this cube? No, it can enter a larger, smaller creature space, and you are large. So you are effectively engulfed. So, first things first. What's Carhoon's turn? Oh, it's Carhoon's turn. Okay, sorry. Yes, Carhoon. I'm just like, if any part of me is poking out, he's going to try to pull me out. He can... He can give you advantage. He can reach in and try to pull you out and give you advantage and basically help you and give you advantage on your save to get out. He will do that. Okay. He reaches his meaty eight paws in and tries to, like, grab the tip of your tail and pull you out. Okay. That's his action. Mm-hmm. Your turn. Yes. A few things happen. First, you take 11 points of acid damage as this 
gelatinous, acidic ooze burns into your dinosaur skin. And then it starts to burn into my Asimar skin. Oh, no! Oh, no, that's not good. Uh, so you turn back into an Asimar, and now Grantzel has no mount, and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> so you're both stuck in here. Yeah. That bad. Real bad. So I guess I should roll damage for him, too. Okay. Uh, so you take that much damage. And what kind of damage is that? Acid? Acid. You are also restrained. Okay. You cannot breathe. I'm sorry, wait. Uh, the the killing swarm that that necromancer did... Cloud kill. Was that necromatic? No, it was, po- it was poison. It was poison? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I just so yeah, you, you cannot so. breathe. You are restrained. Okay. So and I have you're going to take a lot of damage at the start of your next turn if you remain yeah. in here. So restrained creature's speed becomes zero. Yeah. Uh, so you take that damage, but you can try to make a strength check to escape. Oh, great. My you p- have advantage because Karhoon is helping you. My plus zero strength. Karhoon mm-hmm. is helping you. So you have advantage on the on the saving throw. Okay. Well, sorry, it's not a saving throw. It's just a check. It would have no difference. Do I need to worry about Grenzel, or are we just kind of hand-waving him, or... I'll, I'll roll for him next. Okay. He is stuck in there. Right. Okay. He could die. Okay. So I can make a strength check with advantage make to try to get out. Make a strength check with advantage to get out. And I can't cast spells in here or anything, right? Not if they have, I'll say, verbal components. Because you can't talk because your mouth is full of jello. Okay. All right. I don't know what die to use. Well, you need two. Well, I guess you don't. You could roll one twice. Or you could roll two. Should I roll two or should I roll one twice? I always roll two because it's faster. I've always uh, rolled one twice. Do whatever you want. 18. You free yourself. Oh! Natty 18 because I have a plus zero to my strength. Okay, you can pop yourself out and put yourself in one of the squares surrounding it. So you pop out of this out of this cube. Oh no! And it we're gonna roll for Grantsel now. No, Grantsel. Can I help him? Grantsel also escapes. Okay. Climbs his way out, coughing. And so I guess the two of you could move if you wanted to. We're both going to use our move action to climb onto Carhoon. He's still a giant, huge ape. Huge. You're, yeah. We're both medium. Yeah, you can both kind of crawl up there. I mean, he's 15 feet across. He's 15 feet. Just give give me an athletics check real quick. His strength is 23. For for you, like climbing on, not him. Oh, sure. Uh, sorry, you said uh, athletics. Athletics, please. 17. Yeah, you both managed to scramble onto Carhoon's back with ease, and you hear... Oh, my... <laughs> no! But it is... Actually, you're both up there. It... You're lucky. Carhoon's huge, so it can't really engulf him, so it's just going to kind of splorch its way down. So you can take an opportunity attack if you want, but it's also just kind of moving along. It's a cube. It doesn't really think. It doesn't have a brain. It's your (laughs) turn. What color cube is it? It's clear. It's 
It's hard to see. Oh, right. That's true. Yeah. They're like basically transparent. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I always so, just imagine them, yeah, like bluish. So it's your turn. Well, um, you hear more incoming. Carhoon is going to just dash in the direction that. Uh, uh, that <laughs> you need to go. Octavia can finally talk now because <laughs> she's yeah, not true. a dinosaur, so she'll be like, uh, Grant, uh, "Hey, Grantsel, uh, uh, which direction do we go?" That way. Okay, and she's gonna just like get to Carhoon's giant uh, ape ear and be like, "Go, go that way." All right, Carhoon books and it. And he is going it's to dash. So he dashes, flop, 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 and and um, Octavia is going to prepare already in action. Um, she's going to cast Poison Spray if and when a baddie enters into her range. Okay. As Karun is rushing away from this, just have him make one more dexterity saving throw. <laughs> As you hear a... Oh, no. What? <laughs> like natural one? Natty one. Oh, man. Total of three. Uh, so... But he is huge, he so is he huge. cannot yeah, be engulfed. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's just going to, basically, this cube kind of, like, splotches on top of him and slides off the side, but it's going to take, basically, a, a free attack on him as it slides off. It rolled a four. Woo! <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Technically an eight, but still. It would have been a miss either way. So it kind of slides onto his fur so and... Slops off the side, but he keeps running and gets out of the way. You duck down another alleyway. Grantzel says, it's not far to the hatchery now, but we still have some ways to go. Keep moving. It's not far. We still have some ways. Those are contradictory statements. I mean, it's we've they're not. We still have a bit, a bit to go, but we're pretty close. <laughs> okay. Goodness. You have three intersections. <laughs> okay, there we go. Um, again, if you would like, you can take an opportunity to rest, if you would like. You can try to make some sort of skill check or something to give yourself advantage on this next roll, or you can just keep pressing on ahead. They all have their own risks. Can I do an insight check to try to determine the tactics of where the... Monsters would most likely fan out to try to give Carhoon advantage. Sure. Well, you will give your whole group advantage. Yeah. I mean, we are we are kind of one unit now that we're all on Carhoon. You absolutely can. The DC is twelve. Okay. If you fail, you have disadvantage on your risk roll. But you, based on what you've seen, based on what you know, you're like maybe I can get one think one step ahead of these folks. You can try it. I'll go for it. All right. DC 12. 12 and higher. Made it. I rolled a nine, guys. Plus six. Okay. I was like, nine's less than 12. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you putting together in your mind, you sort of pick out a pattern and you're like, mm. if we go this way instead of this way, kind of wrap around, we can probably get past them. You have advantage on this next yes. roll. You are looking to roll seven, seven. or higher. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to do a cure wounds on Carhoon. Okay. Can I do that? Sure. All right. So 
advantage here. Okay. Try and roll higher than a seven. Natty 18. Very good. Ooh, Dougie. Okay. Can I roll like a, a, a get? Can I not roll my advantage now and roll my advantage the next time you I roll? You can roll it again and see if you get a 20. And then maybe you'll scoot through too. I don't know. We'll see. Nope. Okay. Uh, so you, using your insight, pick out a pattern and work your way through this intersection with ease. You manage to pop your way out. Maybe you see a scuffle going on further down the street, but you're like, we can sneak past them. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of pop out and through with no harm done. You have two more to go. Do you continue? Do you try to use a different skill? I'm going to say you have to use different skills, too, because yeah, that makes that it more sense. fun. Yeah. Um, I will try a different skill. I'm going to use animal handling, and I'm going to kind of, like, look around and see, you know, all the birds that live in the city. It, you know, you know when there's, like, a, a loud sound in a forest? Kind mm-hmm. of, I'm imagining, like, animation, like, Bambi style, where you have, like, the crack and all the birds like yeah. like move yep. from that area. So I'm trying to like use kind of animal handling to like see where birds are flying away from and be like we we need to avoid that street. I mean, there all of all of the rats are scattering away from there. All the birds are leaving. We should avoid that area because something bad's happening down there. I feel you. Okay. Yeah, roll it. It's again DC 15. Okay. If you fail. Wait, DC 15. It was 12 last time. Oh, sorry, 12. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> 5 plus 7. Natty 16. All right. You're good through this one. You see some, you know, you you read the winds, you read the birds and the squirrels and things running away, and you pick out the hot spots, and Mm -hmm. you manage to guide Carhoon closer to the hatchery, but again, sneaking your way around. Oh, my palms are so sweaty. I know. You got one more intersection, and then you will make it to hatchery, but you're due for a bad roll. Are you going to use a skill check? Or not? So again, with using a skill check, it's DC 12, and then I have advantage on the next one. You'll have advantage on the next one, or disadvantage if you fail. How many wisdom-based skills do I have? (laughs) She'll try a check. Okay. Perception? No. Oh. Charisma? She's going to try persuasion. Persuasion, okay. If she comes across a lone monster, she is just going to try to scare the living daylights out of it. I think that would be intimidation. (laughs) And try to persuade it to let them pass. Persuading it to let you pass is different than scaring it. But yes, sure. (laughs) Similar well, there's a specific skill for scaring things into not doing That's what you want. True. So. Persuasion. Well, she'll try persuasion. Sounds good. And DC is? DC 12. Natty 19. Oh, man. Woo! Now watch you roll two ones in a row on your advantage. I know. All right. So you, you with your powers of charisma, Thank feeling bold. Okay. Give me one last roll. Okay. With advantage. Okay. And this is DC. Are we in the inner inner city now? No, nope, you're still in the middle city. So still seven. Still seven. Trying okay. to get above a seven. Nine. 
And... See if I get a 20. Three. Oh, you're lucky. <laughs> you lucky. This has been <laughs> so nerve-wracking. <laughs> I had some other fun ones going on here, but you managed to... I hit some of the really fun ones. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that we got some I of the like fun the gelatinous ones. Cube the gelatinous one. cube coming, favorite. being catapulted out of the sky. Like, <laughs> I mean, sure, it was bad for me, but also that's really fun. Also, I will say that you get the sense that perhaps these teleportation circles have been used multiple times. Oh shoot! Because that's totally a thing they can do. So there could be like. Tens of, not necessarily tens of thousands, but... Because you you weren't sure you saw any, like, war machines coming through on that first juncture. Oh, shoot. So, How are they catapulting stuff in? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Bum, ba, dum, bum, bum. But you... Oh, my gosh. Illustria's gonna fall. Turn some corners. That's the whole eastern side of the continent. I'm pretty sure you already knew that. That's why you're trying to run away. I know. <laughs> but I didn't think they could use it multiple times. Spell slides, baby. Yeah, I know. I just wasn't sure if it was like a. I mean, I'm not. Octave is not high sure. powerful enough to be able to even comprehend using something like that. So even me as a player, I've never prepped a, a character who's high level enough mm-hmm. to have a teleportation type of ability. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't sure if it was like a one time use or a like. As long as that circle's up, you can still use it as long as you have the spell slots for it. So, maybe maybe some other stuff is happening. But you wind your way through these streets, manage to dodge your way past any enemies running through, and Gransel directs you until you come out into a block of the city that seems a bit more... It definitely seems like a military district. Mm-hmm. You see some big governmental buildings. You see some fortified buildings that look like they would be used for housing or training soldiers. Uh, you see some uh, elves, you know, rushing out of them yeah, yeah, yeah. to the battle. Grantsel points at one and he says, there, there's that, that, that building. And you see it. It's like a, a big wide. It's almost like the length of a, of a block. Oh, big yeah. square. And he says... There's an inner courtyard where the stables are. If we can get through there, hopefully there's something left for us. Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed that they didn't take them all already. Yeah, you you have seen some flying around. Okay. But uh, you're you're coming out of an alley across the street. Uh, you don't see any monsters. Okay. What you do? There's a main... It's like... Can Carhoon fit through a door? He can squeeze through, sure. So we'll have Carhoon squeeze through that door. Yeah, you can you can get we, in. Like, it's yeah, a tight fit. We'll like approach the door, and if there are elves who are being like, you know, what's going on with this giant ape? Octavia will pop over his shoulder and be like, "It's us, please." I mean, it's Octavia. Uh, the 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 person with some with some cool dragon uh, stuff. I don't know if you heard about me. Uh, if we could let us in, please, that'd be great. Roll a. Just roll like a survival check. Survival? Yeah. Seven. Seven. Glad I did roll didn't roll this four when I was trying to get through the city. Potentially, I don't know. So with the seven, uh yeah, there's a lot of chaos going on. Yeah. 
elves streaming past, people freaking out, civilians you're far, far enough in that they're like <sighs> running further in trying to take Is refuge. Is Fine Harold going to be okay? You don't know. You don't see Fine Harold. You're not in Fine Harold's district right now. Oh, no. But... Uh, you and Grantzel and Giant Ape Carhoon try to make your way into this building, and yeah, there is. You you do come across one of the soldiers. It's like, what? Who? Who are you? What are you doing in here? <laughs> and you say what you said. I yeah, guess. I'm like, yeah. Roll a persuasion okay. check. You Netco raise my Natty eighteen for a total of twenty four. Uh, I don't know what a lot of that means, but. The queen has sent us to kind of go do some good things for the war. Um, uh. You're trying to fight these things too? Yeah. Okay, you know what? Just go. Thanks. Just go. Okay. Go. Okay, thanks, thanks, thanks. Go, go, go. You enter into the building. And. As- this is like an elf on the, uh, a warrior on the street, not necessarily like a guard of this building. Oh, it's okay. just like, what are you, what are you okay. trying to get in there for? Uh, maybe he thought you were monsters as well. Right. Who knows? Uh, but you know, there definitely could be bad guys in this vicinity yeah, potentially that's why in the building that's why she didn't want to undo the polymorph yet yes so oh, wait did I do a concentration after I in oh you did the... roll me a concentration check DC 10 constitution that's only an 8 oh but we let it go for a while well we can just sort of say that it's probably been a while since you initially cast this, you've been running through the city yeah. and you've just failed a concentration check. So, so I think Carhoon's going to... We can, yeah, kind of like as as they're approaching the door and she's like, as we're approaching this door and she's trying to simultaneously like maintain concentration on this spell, but then also like talk to this person mm-hmm. and explain like, y- you know, articulate what they're doing and what's going on. Like her brain kind of like, you know... Uh, freezes for a second yeah. and she kind of lets the spell go and then she and Grantsel just kind of descend <laughs> really fast to to the um, to the ground sure. as Carhoon <laughs> turns back into his elven form. Okay. But you <sighs> you get into you make your way past this elf, past the chaos on the streets into this building. Entering into this building, you find yourself in a long hall, like a hall in the room sense, not just mm-hmm. like a corridor hall. Okay. In front of you, all along this, it looks like it goes the length of the building almost, are various portraits of regal-looking elves mm. in armor, like posing portrait-like, and next mm-hmm. to them are like pictures of various griffins. <laughs> they look... <laughs> So it's very much like, uh, like European castle, yeah, like a hallway full of portraits mm-hmm. of important figures in the Griffin Riders sect of, of the Illustrian armed mm-hmm. forces. It's long, empty right now, tiled floor. It's a nice respite as the doors close. It sort of shuts out some of the chaotic noise from outside. You see there's a door all the way down the hall on your left and all the way down on your right. Okay. Can I do a, like a uh, perception check to kind of feel how safe we are here? You can roll a perception check to see if you hear anything. Natty 20. 26 total. You don't hear anything currently. Okay. Seeing that I don't hear anything, Octavia's going to be like, would either of you be opposed to just 
sitting here for like 30 minutes and, and catching our breath a bit. Ah, uh, Karun says, I mean, I've taken some hits. I could use a breather, but also time is of the essence. Who knows when this place could get overrun? And Grant says, like, if you absolutely need it, we can. But I suggest we're so close if we can just get on and, and get out of here. So basically, you can, you can take a short rest if you want. I will be rolling to see if okay. you get stumbled upon and attacked. Okay. It's up to you. Well, she'll... <laughs> I mean, I guess my other forms did take a lot of that, uh, a lot of those hits, and thankfully your other form was able to take a lot for you too, Carhoon, I, I think. Um, so I guess we are so close, let's let's keep going. Okay, left or right? Uh, I, I've never been here before. Have you been here before? I have not. Uh, I haven't. Uh, and uh, is there any indication as to where the actual stables would be? Uh, Grantsel told you there was an inner courtyard and the stables were in there. So it's sort of like a box. You're yeah. like on the outer rectangle and ostensibly there will be some sort of ingress into the inner part of it somewhere else, but you don't see an entrance immediately. Okay, we'll go to the left. To the left. Okay, you go down to the door. Big set of double doors closed. Go through? Yes. All right, you push through these doors and you see... It looks like this is probably where the quarters were because it's segmented into um, rows of like bunks, rooms, chests, uh, where ostensibly the riders of these griffins Mm -hmm. would probably sit or the caretakers, keepers, feeders, groomers, etc., etc. All the people who would be involved in the griffins and their riding, training, upkeep, etc. probably lived here. Uh, you don't see any creatures moving around. It okay. looks like, you know, some of the bedrolls are disheveled. Like people got up and got in moving a in a hurry. Right. Is there another door at the end of this room? There is. Yeah, so it's a long hall, mostly just bunks and quarters, and then a door that goes we'll back to the right. keep going. Okay. To you, that door through the bunkhouse. Okay, you move up. There's another door. Okay. You go through it? Yep. Uh-oh. You open this door, and you see this looks like sort of a, almost like a locker room slash armory type okay. thing. There's rows of, like, lockers and various stalls and stools and things for soldiers to get dressed mm-hmm. or get don their armor, so to speak, and equip themselves with everything they would need to. And yeah, it sort of goes on for a little bit, and then there's another door leading on. Just straight on down. Okay. Um, We'll continue going through, because it seems like natural progression, that if a griffin rider got up, they'd have to go through this room to get their armor on, and then they'd want to continue on to get to their griffins, so maybe Mm -hmm. the next door has the door into the inner courtyard. Okay, sounds good. So you go up to this door and go through? Yes. Okay, roll a d100. Oh, dear. Sixty-seven. That works. Uh, so you oh open this door, oh and you see this is very similar. It looks like another sort of locker room, Ugh, more okay. segmented rows, and standing in it and sort of going through some of these lockers and pulling out maybe bits of armor or weapons and inspecting them. And 
they turn to look as you enter, you see a group of humanoids, probably mixed race. There's some humans, maybe an orc or two, half orc or something like that. Okay. Actually, let me tell you exactly how many there are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> are there like a button now? There are. Oh my goodness. So I rolled a d20. Okay. Every room you've walked into, I rolled a d20. And an 18, 19, or 20, that's a random encounter. Okay. Because basically there might be bad guys all over this place. Right. I rolled a 20 for this room that you've just entered. Okay. You rolled a 67? Yes. The entry for 67 is one bandit captain and 3d8 bandits. On my 3d8, I rolled 8, 8, 4. So you walk into this room, you see one bandit captain, you see 20 bandit mooks who all just turn and look at you in unison as they're like looting this place. And you see a door that looks like it leads into the inner courtyard. And we'll pick up there next time. (laughs) My word! (laughs) 20 bandits! 20 freaking bandits! Oh my gosh! Oh, that's great. That's so good. Oh my word. Oh, oh my gosh. <sighs> well, shall I take us out? <laughs> Please do. Oh man. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. Uh, a really great way for us to grow and get more listeners like you is for you to leave us a review. Um, it really means the world for us to hear your words, um, and it really just kind of gives us uh, some motivation to keep on keeping on. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media, predominantly Instagram and Twitter, and our handle is at and a die podcast. Catch you all next week.